Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got about one week left of the regular season. Things are happening. Baseball's going on. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake with me. I got BBD behind the dish. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. Jake's coming to you from Manhattan. And BBD's coming from New Jersey. We're in Roosevelt's. Jake's at Roosevelt Studio South. I'm in Roosevelt Studio Mid-Atlantic headquarters. Uh, and that's that. BBD, what's your Roosevelt Studio's name? Uh, Jake gave it a name on Wake and Jake today, but the name he gave it also didn't pay us money to be named that. So, okay, one of one of say it. one of Ploof's old sponsors. Oh, Magnum Condoms. Yeah, Trojan. I had Trojan for BBD. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So, still quarantining. I got in the car, drove out of the city, and are now quarantining on the bottom floor of my parents' place in New Jersey so I can get some fresh air and some sunshine. I, I feel great. I feel better. Um, So that's good. Jake, update on your health. We'll find out. Still waiting for it, but uh, I don't know. I'm okay. Had Had some symptoms. Could be generic, tired, and sick. Could be the Rones. We're, uh, we're still getting our results back, but we're... Uh, Playing it safe, quarantining uh, until the MLB playoffs. We started the same day the players did. Uh, just a blind coincidence, not actually planned in any way. But it was uh, cool though. We did text each other, and it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it was almost <clears throat> like, uh, okay, confirmed that we sh- we're doing the right thing. So serendipitous. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing all right. I uh, you know the the Wake and Jake song, Noodle on my left, Jess on my right, was very real this morning. Um, it was actual. So you know, living living it out again. And yeah, man, just funny. We uh, you know, put in some work, get the office, and this is the second time we had to like abandon ship. Which uh, man, we'll uh, everyone, we will be able to look back at 2020 one day and have a couple laughs about it. Um, <laughs> as of now and through November, don't expect it, but hopefully next year. And, uh, Hey, at least the sports world is still incredible, especially the baseball gym, the baseball. Yeah, I know. I slept for most of Thursday, Friday and Saturday, so I didn't get to watch a lot last night. I was keeping up with some stuff, but I'm very excited to hear about the games that you present. Mm. I don't know what happened. I'm very excited to look at the standings and see how they shuffled. Uh, mm. I know that the National League um, has uh, a lot, some more going on for it. Some people are out. Yeah. Very good. Should we just get going? I think so. I think so. I have the East Coast, right? Looks like it. All right. Here we go. This is what happened in the Eastern region. Here we go. Philadelphia and Toronto teamed up for a four-game set doubleheader to start it off, and Philly wins big. Led Zeflin goes complete game shutout with nine Ks. Harper goes boom. 
Philly won the second half of the doubleheader as well by one run this time. Harper double tied it in the sixth. Bomb single for the lead. Philly wins game three, three to one. Velasquez outduels Ryu. Blue Jays, what the hell? You've lost a lot now. Then they win game four. Taiwan Walker was good. Teoscar hit another home run. Toronto salvages the set. They don't get swept by the Phillies, but Phillies take three out of four from Toronto. Good for them. The Nationals and the Marlins squared off for five games, including doubleheader and a doubleheader. So four seven-inning games. Eric Fetty's best start of the year, Jake, in the game one. And then Sixto's worst start of his career in game one. In game two, Brian Anderson had seven RBIs for the Fish. So the Fish split the first doubleheader. Then they have a regular old game. Miami wins 7-3. to three. Patrick Corbin had a bad outing. Then they have another doubleheader. And the Nats win 15 to nothing in game one. And then the Fish win 2-1 to one in game two. Alcantara with a nice outing. Six innings pitch, one earned run. So the Nats win two and the Fish win three of the five games there. Miami just keeps on going. The Braves and the Mets had a three-game set. Atlanta won two of them. The Mets won one of them. Max Fried made his return. He threw 80 pitches, five innings pitched, one earned run. Uh, he went up against Mats, who sucks for the Mets. Braves won big, 15-2. to two. The Mets win the middle game, 7-2. Ian Anderson and Shane Green gave up seven combined for the Braves. So there's some scary stuff for the Braves who are just like have a magnifying glass for every pitcher that takes the bump. In game three, the magnifying glass shined bright on Kyle Wright, who pitched really well. Him and Porcello dueled for a while, and then the Mets bullpen blew it. Acuna came alive. He had the home run, a double, four RBIs on the day. Yankees in Boston had a three-game set. Yankees won the first two. They lost the third. Gary Sanchez gets alive. He saves the day in game one. In game two, Jay Happ tossed eight scoreless while striking out nine. He's been really good his last six starts. And in game three... Sox rookie Tanner Hawk dazzles six innings pitched only one hit for Tanner Hawk rounding it out the Rays and the Orioles they played five games the Rays won the first four they could not get the sweep in game one it was B smell and D cream and they both only allowed one run and the Rays took the lead late in game two Adamas hit a three-run home run in game three, Glass now struck out 10 over five innings, only allowing one earned run. That's pretty crazy. And in game four, Charlie Morton did his thing. But Baltimore doesn't get five games swept because Means struck out 12 over 5.1 innings. So many strikeouts. Tampa Bay wins four out of five, though. That's it. That's what you've got in the East Coast. We got uh, not too much movement. You know, the Yankees are very solidly the second seed in the AL East right now. They are a four-game set coming up against Toronto, and Toronto is four games back. So that's like in punching distance, but the Yankees are pretty solid second place. Rays are very solid first place in the American League. And then in the National League, Braves are still solid first place. They're three games ahead of Miami, and Philly has jumped up to be Part of the mix there. They have the wild card. Uh, they're currently, the Phillies are currently the seven seed in the playoffs. Miami and uh, Atlanta are pretty solid in the playoff picture.
Nice stuff, Jim. Yeah, the uh, big series by the Phillies. They they face the the limping Blue Jays, and you know you talk uh, kind of game story, but uh, how a series plays out. And Toronto blows that second game of the doubleheader, which gives Philly two wins in a day, really gets them back on track, and it it kind of keeps Toronto spiraling, uh, keeps Philly safe for now. Um, but man, is it a We've now got one, two, three, four, four teams uh, that are either 500 or a half game uh, above between the Phillies, the Reds, the Brewers, and the Giants. Uh, so that's some good chaos. Atlanta, got to be happy to see Max Fried back and twirling it. Uh, and the Rays get back on track. It's the Orioles, but the Rays had been in a little bit of a fog for a little bit, um, you know, winning those four in a row. Um, and then, yeah, John means dropping Dick at the end, but you know, the Rays, this, this was good for them to, to get the ship back on track. The Braves, Jake, Max Freed is back. <clears throat> Kyle Wright had a really good start coming off of a six innings pitch, three earned run start. Uh, you know, we have some Braves fans in the patron chat. <clears throat> Jesus. We have some Braves fans in the patron chat. I still don't know like what their uh, pitching path to victory is. You know, Freed obviously he gets a start. Is Anderson getting a start? Is Wright getting starts? Hamill's getting a start. Who who's getting the starts for the Braves? I I believe right now it's Freed, obviously the one, uh, and then the two I would believe is Anderson. Um, from from everything I know, Braves fans feel free to correct me. Um, but he's got the body of work and is built up at this point. And then that would leave game three as the all hands on deck where you see where Hamels is at. Um, you know, you, you can have Kyle Wright available that can give you some some length options, but I, I'd assume that's what it's looking like. And man, they're, whoever it is, they're stumbling into a tough playoff series, whether it's because, well, I guess they can still get the two seed. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, the, the Cubs in Atlanta are currently tied for the two and the three. Um, and again, the three seed is going to play the six, which is going to be the second best team in the Central. So that's looking like St. Louis or Cincinnati. Who both right now it's Braves-St. Louis. <clears throat> both, both those teams could pitch a little bit. Does Milwaukee get in the mix? Or if Atlanta can jump up to the two seed, then you're looking at the first wild card, which, again, could be a plethora of of teams. So, uh, interested to see how that sorts out. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're, if you're the Braves, I, the number one thing is you have Max Freed back. He's having one of the best years of any pitcher and you're confident with that going into game one. Yeah. The game one's good. And the American league, <clears throat> Toronto has the wild card. Um, no one's coming for him. You know, it's just a seeding thing, and I, I think they're going to be the eight seed. It looks like it. Uh, the bottom fell out a little bit. They do, you know, they get a win on the last day. They're hosting the Yanks in Buffalo. So, I mean, in theory, they can do some damage. Those are two teams heading in opposite directions. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like it, if things stay the course, which you'd have to assume at this point, Toronto would be uh, the eight seed, which... Honestly, I, I, I think if if we are being full honest with the rosters, um, Toronto is really 
the only weak link in the AL. The other team you could give an argument would be Houston, but they're still Houston, and they've actually got a couple guys turning it on. So um, I, I think that one seed in the East is going to be A's, pretty important. I think the A's are not incredibly scary right now. Oakland? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, hey, playing three against Houston, you know, you're going to see Grinky, and you've got a lot of guys that do have playoff experience. I no, just I'm think just naming, I was just like you, I was adding the A's to that list of Toronto is the least scary playoff team. Right. Then Houston, then the A's for me. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think their, their body of work, um, still speaks, speaks pretty well and having to go to Oakland for a three gamer. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was talking like deep chances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was saying it is like just first round if you were if we had to rank the teams one through eight. I mean Toronto is the if there were tiers, Toronto is its own tier in the AL. Um, so I think that first seed might be kind of important. And right now it's Tampa Bay a half game up um on the White Sox. Yeah. Tampa's scary. Glasnow struck out ten over five. When he's right, uh, I mean, you you saw it that one Yankee start. When he's right, there's almost nothing you can do. It's like weighted out. Um, but he also has his days where he's not right, so you can you can hope for that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested. If I'm the White Sox, um, I'm I. It sounds dumb, but I think you really want that one seed because I I think you like your chances against Toronto a lot better than Cleveland. Yeah, or 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 you want the three seed so you can play Houston. I mean, you don't. Cleveland is the scariest of the bottom three seeds. Well, we know Oakland's punting to face. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Houston slash Seattle. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, you want to do the central? Let's do it, Poppy. <clears throat> I will start it off, and then I will pass it to you, Young Jake. Here we go. St. Louis and Pittsburgh. They played five games against each other. Started on Thursday when Pittsburgh won 5-1. to one. Steven Brault with the complete game, two-hit, one-earned run outing. <clears throat> How about that? Steven Brault. Then they go to a doubleheader. Uh, Trevor Williams lets in five earned runs in game one. St. Louis wins 6-5. to five. In game two, Jake, I do not know if you saw this. The Pittsburgh Pirates were up, and then they allowed a sixth-run sixth inning, and the rally went as follows. Walk, catcher's interference, walk, sack fly, fielder's choice throwing error, fielder's choice throwing error, home run. Yeah. And St. Louis won the second game of the doubleheader. Just embarrassingly bad performance by Pittsburgh in that sixth inning. And uh, in game four of the set, St. Louis had a five-run seventh-inning rally that included two walks, two hit-by-pitches, two singles, and a double. So another Pitt lost more than you won, but I'm not trying to take anything away from you. I'm just trying to shine a light on Pitt. What the hell, dude? Just some terrible innings out of Pittsburgh. And then St. Louis won the last game 2-1. to one. I believe that was a clean win. I, I didn't take any notes because I was asleep. Um, St. Louis wins four out of five against Pittsburgh. Much needed, four out of five. The White Sox and the Reds squared off for a three-game set. 
Reds win game one. Castellanos, Barnhart, Votto, and Winker all go deep. The bats are coming alive. In game two, they have Bauer on the bump. He goes seven innings pitch, two earned runs, but the bullpen gives up three more, and that was bad because Keuchel and co. held the Reds scoreless. White Sox win the middle set, but Cincinnati wins the series. Jake, I think it's like their third in a row. We can talk about Cincinnati as much as you guys want. They're doing what uh, we've wanted them to do all season. They're pretty scary now. Um, in that game three, the White Sox walked 11 batters. So White Sox, what up? I think it was Dylan Cease in the pen. They walked 11 batters. Cleveland and Detroit, some played four games in Cleveland. They needed some wins badly. They went three out of four from Detroit, and they get some good pitching, and they get some good hitting. Jose Ramirez takes rookie Casey Mize deep twice in game one. In game two, Plesak went 7.1, zero earned runs, 11 Ks to get the one to nothing win. In game three, Detroit actually won. Daz Cameron had a go-ahead single, so that's fun for him. And then does Detroit split? No. Cookie Carrasco shuts him down. Seven innings pitched, one hit, zero and runs, 11 Ks in game four. Cleveland wins that one to take three out of four against Detroit. Garden Hire retired in the middle of this series, uh, so Detroit had a turnover at uh, the manager position. What else happened in the Central, Drake? Okay, Jim. Uh, the Cubs hosted the Minnesota Twins, Trevor's Minnesota Twins, in game one's Kyle Hendricks, with some might call a standout performance of sorts. Wink. Uh, the only run scored in this game was a Willie Contreras RBI single in the first. Rich Hill looked pretty good himself, but one nothing Cubbies. Twins bounce back the next day. Big Mike Pin. People in Minnesota are talking about him. He goes five shut, a five-run seventh by Minnesota. Alec Mills, your guy, Jim, he ran out of gas. Maybe, didn't watch, but that's what the box score told me. And then Sunday night baseball, the Twins come back for nothing. Berrios heard everyone in Minnesota talking about Big Mike. He goes six shut. Max Kepler home run, starting to salvage his season a little bit. So Minnesota takes two out of three from the Cubbies, and then Kansas City at Milwaukee and boogity, 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 Jim. The Brew Crew sweeps. Yelly with a homer in the first, but his was only a solo. Jacob Nottingham with the Grand Salami and Arcia, our guy, three-run homer, 9-5 in the first in the second game. Holy sleeper, Cy Young, Corbin Burns. Learn the name, people. Six shut, nine Ks. His ERA is down to 177. Ryan Braun, a friend with a home run. And then for the sweep, it's Jim's Dan Vogelbach. He hits two Vogel bombs, five RBI. Lindblom with the W. Milwaukee sweeps. They are up to 500. And that's what's going on in the Central. So great job by both of us. Um, we were great. We Thank White you. Sox and the White Sox and the Twins have clinched. Uh, no one's clinched in the NL Central. And, you know, the Cubs are in first place. They have a three and a half game lead on the Cardinals, who are two games above 500. The Reds are 500. The Brewers are 500. Jim, I've got good news. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to be the first to announce it. The Cubs have clinched. They've got four coming up with the Pirates. So. Okay, great. Yeah. Big time. Jake called it. Yeah. Uh, 
not like here. you not like you predicted it like when you call a state in the election yes like you're just so confident the ballots are in yes like you've called it like yeah okay uh yeah no it's a mess man cincinnati right now is the eight seed um because they're 500 and only because they're 27 and 27 the brewers are also 500 but they're 26 and 26 the giants are also 500 but they're 26 and 26 so because because the reds have played i mean two more games they're ahead right now like and they're in the eight seed but it's like the weakest position in the eight seed ever this is uh this is a mess it's a mess, Jim. I've got something exciting for you. The Brewers and Reds are about to play three in Cincinnati, so we will get some separation there, and it feels like those teams <clears throat> somewhat control their own destiny, and then the Brewers finish with five against the Cardinals. So, I mean, this this is going to continue throughout. Um, and, I mean, how funny would it be, like, uh, imagine if the Phillies slip up, we could end up getting we could end up getting four NL central teams, this division that we've put down all year. Um, well, you also have the giants who are hosting the Colorado Rockies for four games, looking at yeah. the, looking at the reds and the brewers saying, Hey, you guys beat each other up. We'll just try and sweep these rocks into the old dustbin and, and walk away with this. It's going to, it's, this is a fun, a fun week for standings right now with these three teams. It is. It is. And it's a race for 30. Roosevelt's had the race to 20. The race for 30 is here. And I, uh, I think the way that this season has been going out, I mean, I want to say that pretty much all of these teams are going to back their way in. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have one team that comes in confidently and we're proud of them. Maybe it's your fills, Jim. I mean, they've got four with the Nats who have pretty much given up um, but then they finish with three at the Rays, so it depends what the Rays are putting out. It's gonna, it's going to be a mess. We will next episode on Friday. I mean, we'll still be playing out literally every scenario. I hope one team's out of it on Friday. I don't think so. Yeah. Ah, maybe though. You know, if the Reds or Brewers decide to sweep, that really helps. But I mean, then the Brewers would have five with the Cardinals, you know, like it's it's still it's still there. Uh, the Indians needed some wins. They had lost eight in a row uh, and they get four against Detroit and they win three out of the four and they get some good pitching matchups as well. They're one of the scarier teams and they're going to be that six seed, like we said, or seven, or seven seed, like we said. Um, I mean, their top three pitchers are pretty good. I think there's some awards coming their way or some whatever, wink, wink. But, yeah, mm. it's it's fun. It's fun. They're good. Good for them. And I good mean, for they, the uh, Twins. The Twins clinch, and they take two out of three, and they get some good pitching performances as well, and they, re, they retake the four seed and get home field advantage, which, you know, I, I guess – the only people that care about this are Twins fans and Yankees fans, but um, I think it's very important. I really do. Uh, who gets that four seed and gets to host the series between the Twins and the Yankees? 
two two best home records in the AL. It might be in all of baseball between the Twins and the Yankees. Twins, they've got an off day today, and then they'll host the Tigers for two. So they're saying we're going to win both of those. And then they finish hosting the Cincinnati Reds for three, um, who those games may mean a lot more to them technically than they do Minnesota. So um, that's that's kind of the big what to watch for in the AL is that kind of four or five with the rest of it being matchups. In the NL, it's literally everything except the Dodgers. What about the what? Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the West so we can round this out. You Let's got do the me. West so we can round it out. I hope so. West Coast update from Young Jake. Jim, I know this was a series you were getting excited for. The Padres versus the Mariners. Padres take two out of three. The first game, I think what's important is Chris Paddock, six-inning shutty. Uh, Look at the Pelicans, Manny Machado, two home runs in that game. San Diego takes the first. Seattle bounces back just as Sheffield, six innings pitch, one earned run. Ty France and Luis Torrens, two of the people that got traded to Seattle, had ribbies in that game. But San Diego takes the last one in 11. That was an ugly box score how they did it, but they did it. And San Diego is going to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. Good job, Padres, baby. Texas at LAA. God, disgusting. Both of you teams. Pujols, two home runs. He passes LAA. He passes Willie Mays, not LAA. Uh, so that's pretty incredible. Otani homered. Cody Kyle Cody got his first MLB win. I'm not even going to tell you who won the games because it just doesn't matter. San Francisco at Oakland. Jim, the first two games are 6 nothing. Chris Bassett. Bassett. 6.2 shutty. His ERA is down to 2.57. Matt Olson with the three-run home run. In the second game, baby Jesus Lazardo with six shut. Jake Lamb homer. How about Jake Lamb coming back? And Jake Diekman, my guy. Going to talk about him a little later as well. San Francisco gets the final game, 14 to do. Tyler Anderson, good. Mike Miner, bad. Crawdaddy and rough with four ribby days. And then the Dodgers, they take three out of four from my rocks. They win the first game 9-3. to three. It's tied at twos in the seventh. Dodgers put up a six-spot. Seager and Rios homer. Dodgers 15-6. to six. Mookie Belly, Taylor, three RBI days. Kershaw the next day, seven innings pitch, one earned run. And then your guy, Antonio Senzatella, goes 6.1, one earned run. A three-hit day for Fuentes. Reminder, still Arenado's cousin. He's hitting 348 this year. Go get it, Josh Fuentes. And then Arizona at Houston. The Zach Bowl, game one. Gallon outlast Grinky. Cole Calhoun with another two-homer game. Get hot to finish the year, Cole Calhoun. But then Houston takes the final two, both 3-2 victories that Houston was down 2-0. Luke Luke Weaver improves his record to 1-8 on the season in the second game. And then in the final game, Mad Bum and Urquidy were both good. But two times the Springer Diggers and one was inside the park, John. Houston comes back. They win the series, and that's what's going on in the left coast. Wow. Oakland clinched a playoff spot. There will be basically the one seed coming out of the West. 
Houston is six games behind them. So they'll be the two seed. And uh, they're one game over 500. In the NL, as you said, Padres clinched. Dodgers clinched. And the Giants are 500. Still hanging around. Still fighting it out. But uh, Rockies are out. Do you, you have any hope for the Rockies? We can say they're out, right? Uh, they're playing four versus the Giants, like you'd mentioned. Um, I wanted them in the Mets, who I also had paired with the Brewers, who got their sweep and they're back in it. Um, you know, I, I wanted them to each have two losses available. Like, you could finish this week, you know, and you go five and two, that's realistic. They both, each team kind of blew one game in their series, and you have to assume that's the dagger. Uh, you know, if you're a Rockies fan, you're saying you're taking four from the Giants and that's going to right the ship. Uh, not looking great. Rockies fans always have hope from their uh, their miraculous year. What was that? 06, 07. But um, no, they needed to split with the Dodgers uh, and they didn't do it. All right. And the Mets were out on the Mets as well. Yeah. Again, I wanted both those teams to go into this last week having two losses to give up to get to 30 wins. And uh, the Mets, they were in that last game with the Braves, and they had nothing, couldn't get a run across, and then their pen blew it. So I, you'd have to assume they're dead, minus straight miracles at this point. Okay. Good to know. I agree with you. Which team has the most amount of games left? So the, the Twins only have the Twins only have five games left, Jake. Mm. Dodgers and the Rays and a lot of other teams have six. Who's got the most? Yankees have seven. Cardinals have 10 left. Yeah, Jesus. But I thought the Cardinals don't have any more double headers. Let's see. I mean, they've got a five gamer with um to finish out the year. Yeah, they have so one that... they have one double header left on Friday. So does that math work out? <clears throat> Are they going to come short of games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, they're going to come short. Jesus. According, is that according going to, be a to this, they're only going to play 58 games, according to this. Unless there's double headers that have been scheduled that just aren't on baseball references calendar. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at another calendar and they've been there kind of throughout the season. So. I mean, God, how ugly is that going to be for baseball if we get into decimal points? Um, yikes. So, I mean, the Nationals, we don't care about them. The Giants have eight to go. Okay. Just, I just want to see everyone. Are the Giants going to get 60 in? Yeah, the Giants have 60 on their schedule. So that's... That's kind of wild for the Cardinals. And again, think about this NL Central we've been talking about. How loud is our guy Trevor Bauer going to get if the Cardinals get in by percentage points and they had two games left or whatever? I mean, holy smokes. Yeah. I'm trying to think about like the <clears throat> what would the math be that would like where where it'd be like holy shit, but I I'm not smart enough to do it. I, what's going on in my head, and again, not a math pod, but it would be, you know, either 
the Cardinals in theory could lose both of those games or the Cardinals in theory could win both of those games. Yeah. Those are the options. Right. Or split. That would be the other. Yeah. Though they lose one and win one. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anything else you want to do? I mean, I can't even focus too much on the wild card and all that. Cause we we've kind of given it enough attention, but good for the good for the reds. They're winning. They're still in a, a, a race here because that whole the whole crew. I mean, and the Phillies are one game above 500 in the sets. It's just, it's, again, a lot of political stuff. It's too close to call. Um, you know, Milwaukee. Not the Cubs, we, though. Milwaukee, we thought they were going to, that game they blew, we thought that could possibly knock them out. They're back to 500. Um, Giants, you keep fighting. So, yeah, and I, I think the only other thing to note, Houston, um, they, I don't want to say get back on track, but they're above 500. And, dude, George Springer, who had a tough go of it for a while, his numbers are starting to get back into George Springer category. And he's been, he gets, he, he might be, I don't want to say the most overlooked. I did this last playoff year. Um, but, again, we, like you say Altuve, Correa, and some of the other names before you say Springer, and he's got the World Series MVP. Um, yeah, his his OPS is back up to 875, and for a while he was down in the dump. So that's that's big for them. Good job. I think he's on in Fuego coming up. Ooh, teaser. Teaser. Well, let's move on to the awards and the standouts and all of that. But before that, I got to talk to you about football. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass up on that? Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving you, all of you MMA fans the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to get this can't miss offer pick any team during week three bet one dollar on them and win one hundred dollars if they win that's one dollar to win one hundred dollars when you use promo code john boy during sign up for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older new jersey only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Stand out performances. Stand out performance. Jake, I got a guy. Yes. I got a guy. It's a Cinderella story. It's not Cinderella story, but it's a cool story. It's Cookie Carrasco. Yes. There's a lot of good pitching, pitching performances this weekend. There was a lot to choose from, so I had to try and find a storyline I liked a little different. Carrasco's been dominant. I mean, this start, he struck out 11 guys in seven innings, and he only allowed one hit. It's going against the Tigers, so it's a younger team. But he had five one-two-three innings. 
He struck out 11. He's got a 1-4-1 ERA in their last five starts. I don't think people think of him as those numbers. You know, like I don't think anyone thinks of him as bad or subpar or even just slightly average. But like that's really good. And it's part of a pitching threesome with Plesak and Bieber that is scary. So he's my standout today. What he's been doing is awesome. You know, like I wanted to do Hap because I feel like you know, people definitely don't think of Hap as being good. And Hap's last five games have been good, but they haven't been th- that good. Cookie's got him beat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they need to go. They definitely desperately needed to turn it around the Indians. They got a lot of good pitching and, and he's part of that goodness. So I want to give him some love, give the Indians pitching some more love, even though they get so much already. That's a good outing from Cookie. Carrasco had a couple, he had one or two crazy years there that were piggybacked, but everything around it was a little inconsistent. Um, and then, I mean, he had cancer and and now he's back and he looks really good again. And yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd assume he's their game three guy um, and a guy you can trust. Plus they'll have other arms to go with him, but uh, Carrasco's hot and yeah, man. I mean, when he's right, he's disgusting. Um, he, he's a guy that's, that, has a couple legit years out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the seven seed that nobody wants to see, uh, your Cleveland Indians, Jose Ramirez getting hot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all about that pitching and those guys can take a series from you and <laughs> you, you don't have an option. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your standout? My standout performance, Jim is a guy who I think might have gotten one this year early on. Um, It's Kyle Hendricks, Jim. He goes eight innings, 10 Ks shutout against the Minnesota Twins, who have been crushing it and bopping around uh, in games that mattered. Um, Again, the Twins are fighting with the Yankees for that. The the Cubs are fighting for uh, the second seed in the NL. Hendricks comes out. Eight shoddy Jim, his season on the year, his ERA is down to 293. His career ERA is 313. He leads the NL in innings pitched this year um, with 73.2, which with that Cubs bullpen is kind of huge. He's got the lowest walks per nine in Major League Baseball. Uh, ERA plus is 151. And the guy needs to get more love. You know, I've been tasting Darvish all year. His velo is up. He looks disgusting. Kyle Hendricks, if the Cubs do stuff this year, he's going to be a massive part of the story. Because guess what, Jim? He also has a 298 career playoff ERA in 51.1 innings. The dude is disgusting. He doesn't get disgust enough because. The, the stuff isn't necessarily pitch ninja all the time, but Hendricks is awesome. He shuts down one of the best lineups heading into the postseason. He's had an amazing year. Yeah. I like him. The professor. Yeah. Big time. Just that's his first game with double digit strikeouts this season. Get it going. And it's his third time completing the eighth inning. I mean, 
his last three starts, eight innings pitched, one earned run, 7.2, and one out away from completing the eighth inning. Two earned runs, eight innings pitched, zero earned runs. I mean, his month of September must be so stupid when you combine it. 1.2 ERA, four starts. Crazy. The whip is under zero. Um, I mean, and one one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, seven and four are the Cubs in his starts. You did thinking. What's that? Like, get give me eight and three. <clears throat> I know you'd expect that to be better, right? A little bit. Yeah. Who cares? Cubs fans. Cubs fans. Good standout, Jake. Thank you. Very well done. Very well done. Next up. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. You put some guys on here. I did, Jim. I did. Um, let's see. I'll go. Uh, I'll I'll do some of the hitters, and then save me my guy Jake. God damn it. Um. How about how about this outfield crew, Jim? Your guys, Cole Calhoun. He uh he had his revenge series against Anaheim the series before. He kept it going. He's got six homers in his last six games. That's a one dot seven. Speaking of one dot seven OPSs, Jose Ramirez. I just left the crew of outfielders. Went to Jose Ramirez. He's short. He's stocky. He hits. I like him a lot. Back to the outfielders, George Springer. Eight-game hitting streak, you like that. Five homers in eight games. Again, one of those was inside the park, but Springer is getting going, and it's a good time for him to get going. He sets the tone for that Houston team. And then Bryce Harper, Jimmy's homer draft theft um, against Toronto. Uh, He's got it going. He had the multi-homer day last week. Harper season. A little outfield crew there, Jim. Yep. Cole, Cole Calhoun's hit six home runs in his last six games. Is that good? Yes. Yeah. It's very good. Hap's been good. I told you about that. Please second Carrasco. You want to talk about your dude, Jake? Before you talk about your dude, Jake. Yeah. Um, Most RBIs on the weekend, Brian Anderson. Yeah. Most triples is a 13-way tie between. I'm just joking. I'm not going to list 13 names. And most doubles goes to ass crabs. <clears throat> so there you go. Your weekend. Uh, yeah. Brian Anderson, I left him out of the, the rising sunrises in the East conversation. Uh, and that was on me. He's solid. I think the other guys have bigger star potential, but Brian Anderson's doing it. Um, Jim, I was just, we go through, you know, the box scores and try to get the stories of these games. I clicked on one and I clicked, I saw Jake Diekman. The, the nasty lefty for the Oakland A's and his ERA was zero. And I was like, huh, is that, you know, did he miss some time? What, what's going on here? Jim, I clicked in 18.1 innings pitched. And I know this is, uh, all on the John boy radar, no earned runs, no run runs. There, there's not like a error loophole or any funny business. When Jake Diekman has been on the mound, the Oakland A's have not let in a run. Um, so, A, tough first name, and he's battled through that for his whole life. But Jake Diekman, holy smokes. Yeah, I think he's got uh, one inherited 
runner has scored out of three. So only one opposing player has crossed home plate while he's on the mound in 18.1 innings. And it's it's been tough to give the relievers love this year. It's such a small sample. Um, but I just thought it was funny. I mean, the hater storyline was going for a while. His ERA, and again, reliever ERA, but haters ERA is up close to five. Um, Jake Diekman, a disgusting lefty. Um, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It's hot. hot. Feeling it. Well, do you want to do the Roosevelt's race to 20? I mean, it's already been one, but I have news for you, Jake. Tell me the news, Jim. Voigt's won the race to 21. Yeah, big time. It just keeps going. And I think we only have one other player that's on pace for 20 at this point. I think everyone else has bowed out. I believe Jose Abreu is the only other person that's on pace to hit 20. Um, Trout bowed out. He's on pace to hit, you know, no one else is even on pace to hit 19. The next highest is Teoscar Hernandez, who's on pace to hit 18 and a half. But uh, thank God Voigt did it. But he's already at 21. Abreu's on pace to hit 20. He's at 18. Um, kudos to Vegas. Good line. We're it's going to be tough. Free money. Um, yeah, we'll see if Jose Abreu gets there. It'd be cool to have another one up there. Or, you know, someone would have to go full nut job, which is how Luke Voigt got there uh, against the Blue Jays last week. And, uh, hey, we we try not to overtaste our Yankees on here because uh, we are Yankee fans. Man, we Luke Voigt this weekend felt like he had a mass series, and his stats were still really good. He he got oh, yeah. the one late homer to add to it. But uh, Luke Voigt's fun. Uh, if you get a chance, watch him. He's got a little Sosa hop when he catches one. Lost a little water weight this year, like Luke Voigt. Yep. Jose Abreu, get to 20, kid. Who are they playing? What's the White Sox sketch? The Let's White see, Sox there. are playing the oh, Cleveland Indians. Cleveland and the Cubbies, so he's, yes. he's going to have to earn it. <laughs> I mean, Abreu's stats on the season are pretty good. He's got a 335 batting average. In the MVP race. Yeah. I mean, Voigt's ain't bad. He's got a 286 with a 348 on base percentage. They both have a 650 slugging. That was that was that was really fun. I know we have one more update with the uh, race to twenty, and and brought to you by Roosevelt's and John Boy Media RSVLTS. They also sponsor our studios. I got tons of fun shirts. Jake's wearing them right now. Um, Hambino. That was cool to see how many people were in it, how many people faded, how many people surged to the top. Um, I don't think at any point we th- we were like Voigt's going to be the guy until. A week away. No. Like he kind of came out of nowhere where, you know, Tatis was, he's at 15 still. Tatis was in the, it was cool to watch that progress and, and to do the updates twice a week. So I'm really glad we did that with Roosevelt's. It'd be cool to do one of those like speed charts that you get lost in on Twitter where it's like, oh, home run leader, duel, and here's Tatis and there's, oh, Luke Voigt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool.
Sumpwatch. 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 Jake, I have some interesting ones for you. Please. Dansby Swanson. Remember, I threw Mm. him on last week, and we were like, well, he did have the big home run, so the series wasn't all that bad. It kept going. He doesn't have a hit, or he's got two hits in his last nine games, two for 37. Uh, The slash line is a 0.54 batting average or 163 on base percentage. Nine games now, so we're a decent enough sample. Um, He's in a slump. I think we can say he's slumping right now. He's having a great year, so hopefully... Little slump reboost the energy before the the playoffs for Dansby, but that's there. Lindor, big fish, one for his eight last eighteen in his last five games. He's not hitting. Trent Grisham, he doesn't have a hit in his last four games. He's been a, a piece for uh, San Diego all season. J.D. Davis line this weekend is really interesting, Jake. So he actually got walked like six times. Hmm. Something like that. Let me find it. It was it was it was a stat line that I knew you'd find interesting. Okay. JD Davis got walked six times. He went 0 for eight with six walks. Why are they walking JD Davis so much? Like he doesn't demand that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big JD Davis guy. I, I think he's got a lot of pulse type hits for the Mets this year. Um, again, there's zero analytics in there. It's just liking a guy and feeling like he's he's important part of the Mets lineup. But yeah, that I mean that seems a little off. He got walked four times in the Freed game. Interesting. So I don't know if that's a slump. He he was hit list, but he had six walks. Could have used him. Could have used him. Yeah. Uh, did I put anyone else on here? I know you had some. You had you have the rest. Who do you got? Yeah, I um, you know, I was kind of clicking through the slumpers to see if there was there was anything to see if I could find a little theme or just some big fish or what. Um, I had a couple big boys pop up and I had a couple young guys pop up. Everyone was one for fifteen. So the one for fifteen gang, a couple big boppers in the AL Central, Miguel Sano and Carlos Santana. Uh, one for 15. Those teams will want to get those guys going before the playoff action. And then a couple young bloods, Vlad Jr. and Kyle Lewis going for that rookie of the year. Also both went for one for 15. So that's my one for 15 crew. The one for 15 crew. I like it. I like it. I was, I was going to look up pitchers that have slumped in the last couple, their last couple outings just to throw mm-hmm. them on here. But instead, I ran into, like, this isn't slump watch anymore. Like, Denelson Lamette has struck out double-digit guys in his last three starts. Yeah. And hasn't given up more than one earned run a game. He's got 0.87 ERA in his last three starts. And then the oh, other guy, oh, yeah, I was, again, I was looking for slumping pitchers, but the numbers that jumped out on me, the other guy is Bassett for the A's. Yeah. He's got a 0.46 ERA in his last three starts. He's given up one earned run in basically 20 innings. So not slump watch, but we didn't not really slump watch. give those guys credit and they clearly deserve to be known as hot as fuck pitchers right now on the West Coast. And now we've done it. So get off our back about it. Okay, we did it. I didn't know if Lamette did Lamette pitch this series. I know Bassett did. Lamette um, pitched last night, I believe. Okay. Uh, I believe 20 they went into extras with uh 
Seattle. Right. Denelson. He was getting a lot of calls. Like there was like a strikeout of Kyle Lewis or the Padres announcers are like, what the hell? Mm. <laughs> kind of funny when the Padres announcers are They're good. Right side. Um, who got mad? Do you, do you, do you have anyone that got mad? I, who got mad? I'm trying to think Ron Ron Gardner retired. He's been mad for his career. Yeah. I'm interesting retirement. Let's, let me just check the ejections list real quick. Uh, Lavello, Tori Lavello got ejected. Brian Goodwin, the center fielder for the Reds, got ejected by Mike Estabrook. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yo, I was checking out the ejections. Mm. I don't think Joe West has ejected anyone this season, which would be besides I mean, he threw out the GM. Yeah. 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 But is but his crew, I, I, I was Googling his crew on the, and I don't think that they've, cause it's him and, and, um, her, no, what I can't think. I was shocked. I was like, Whoa, the, the crew hasn't ejected a player or a coach. They've only ejected the GM. It's kind of odd. How about it? Yeah. Nick Hernandez has Angel Hernandez ejected one person, Phil Nevin. It's crazy. All right, we got awards, Jake. Awards. 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 I actually don't have one. I'm gonna have to make one up on the spot. Uh so you can go first. Do you have one? Yeah, I uh uh my award and I wrote it down and I know the concept, but I'm fully forgetting how I got there. But my award is the dance fighting award, Jim. Oh. The dance fighting. Um and it goes to Eric Kratz and Todd Frazier. Uh Two of the most beloved guys in baseball this weekend took the bump and threw some knucklers that were dancing a little bit. Kratzies was actually like good. Um, Kratzies was good. Todd's was pretty loopy and he got a little, a lot of love from the ump. But um, I don't know. I, I just thought it was funny. I mean, genuinely, if you did a most beloved guys in baseball, like, silent vote i i think these two guys would end up on the top five um they both ended up on the bump they both ended up throwing knucklers i mean kratzies was awesome um a, a good slow-mo knuckle replay you know i'm a sucker for that oh it was great and his was v like a violent movement the ball didn't rotate at all it was awesome so i don't know i just thought that was fun get it out there for the people Todd liked the, I did a little breakdown of him. He was like, yo, dude, when's the video coming out? When's the video coming out? I was like, all right, I'll make one. And then uh, he, said, Mast he said, masterpiece. Love you, brother. I was like, well, what was the other pitch you were throwing? Because the catcher was calling one, two, and three. And three was a knuckleball. He said, one was a fastball, two was a cutter, three was knuckleball. I don't know how much the cutter was different from the fastball there. Oh, Jim. But uh, that was fun. That cut fastball from Todd Frazier. Um, sad to forget award. Sad to forget award. It's my every day. Wow. I think so. 
Uh, do you have any guesses? Sad to forget award. I mean, it's right there. I know you've been planning this one for the last 30 seconds or so, so I don't know. Lance Lynn mm. is not like in the red in the running for the AL Cy Young. Is not going to be in the playoffs. No one cares about his starts anymore. And it's kind of sad because the dude's still got a two five ERA on the season. And you just throw your your hands up and say, what's it all for? Yeah. It's a shame Lance Lynn didn't get traded and go bring that bravado and that 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 big mound of man to games that matter. I was yeah. looking at his numbers, you know, he's got a two five ERA. Threw another good seven innings, three earned run yesterday or two days ago. It's for nothing, man. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's wasting. Beautiful Lance Lund starts. Would have been nice if uh, if Major League Baseball let the teams know that the playoffs were going to be played every day. Because, um, yeah, I think you, you pointed out first, Lance Lynn would be somewhere right now, pitching games that matters and being a big hunk of sex. And it'd be awesome. We'd be we'd be talking about him, you know, every other episode. But now we ain't. Now we ain't. Okay, that was my award. Sad, sad to the sad that we're forgetting about him. Sad to forget. Sad to forget. You want to do the wheel real quick? Yeah, we got wheel time. Nope, it's the a- Angels. We're not doing the Angels. No way. Playoff bound teams only. It fucking landed on the Angels again. Jeez. But does the wheel know that we don't about the Angels? Now it says the Reds. Okay. The Reds. You know what I need to know if we're in an elevator with a Reds fan? Yeah. Has Sonny Gray turned it back around? Um, I don't know. Power pitched well, so. but lost. Um, no, Sonny needs a good start because now that yeah. you're actually in the playoff picture, you're, is Sonny hurt? He hasn't pitched since the 10th. Yeah, he was on the IL. When's um, he coming back? I'm not sure. Um, I feel like Sonny. Whoa. Um, strained back out for the rest of the year. Is that right? I'm seeing they haven't necessarily ruled him out um but he's maybe out for the year Ooh, okay so you'd like him back yeah wow Um, hey shout out to joey Votto. he's had some he's had oh my god he's he's had some ups and downs this year um he's his ops is at 813 the on base is 355 um, Jim, the one that I don't know if, oh no, oh, I mean, no. oh no, it's fucking stop. How is this happening? <laughs> How do I turn off calls? Now I kind of want to call you if I'm being honest. Oh, oh dude. Jim, I've got a stat line for you. Yeah. 
239 batting average, 290 slugging, and a 360 on base. Shogo Akiyama is getting on base, but everything else is horrible. Is that like Hicks? Uh, no, I mean, Hicks has power. Shogo's got zero home runs. Nice. That's pretty wild. Um, so that is that is pretty wild. Nick Senzel is back. Um, I think that can stretch out their lineup a little bit if he's right. Um, Votto just broke the Reds all-time walk record. I saw that. Reminder by uh, Abreu MVP in the chat. Uh, Jake. What are yeah. they doing? Like, I have more questions for Reds fans now that I'm interested in them. Like, yes. Lorenzen's started, and he's, like, you know, throwing. He threw 93 pitches. Yeah. Like, wait, is he a starter now? What's what's going so on? So, he made, he made the start for Sonny Gray. Um, and, hey, yeah, he, he might end up be. I know he had that five innings pitch, one earned run. I'm not sure uh, of the other start. But, yeah, I think, hey, he had that horrible start. His ERA is down to four, four, five. So he's, he's getting better. Sonny Gray um, will return to rotation on Tuesday against the Brewers. That's huge. So watch so that. that. Yeah. God, Bowers ERA is at one eight. Um, crazy. Luis Castillo has been really good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Castillo has been, I mean, his last three starts have been really good. It's it's and and his and you can do his last like seven games two three ERA. Archie Bradley's been good since he came over. I mean, it's gonna be. <laughs> are they getting in? Um, and then if they do, I mean, there's just a ton of matchups that you'd like them in. Their hitting has struggled all year, um, and I think they're finally starting to do a little better. They've got the lowest batting average in the National League. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm assuming for Reds fans, but it's gotta be one of those feelings where they're like, Hey, if our bats can figure it out just a little bit, we might be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple losses out of the playoffs still though. I know. And that's, um, that, that Cardinals thing has me freaked out. Some, uh, some funny has got to happen there. Cause I mean, crazy. That just, right. that has Twitter fiasco written all over it. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Appreciate you. As always, we'll be back with Trevor's tidbits, with voicemails, pregame shows every single day around 12, 1230. Goodbye. Goodbye.